Welcome to Waste Not and Feed the Need, podcast for Los Fitch's family kitchen. In today's episode, we have the pleasure to talk to Tracy Armstrong Bills. She is executive director of the California Resource Recovery Association. Enjoy. Welcome to Waste Not and Feed the Need, the podcast for Los Fitch's family kitchen. My name is Mauricio Cordova. I'm your co-host. I'm here today with Lauren Capitello. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Lauren is uh, one of our new uh, co-hosts here. So thank you for joining us and being part of this. We have the pleasure today to talk to Tracy Onstead-Bills. Tracy, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. You know, Tracy is the executive director of the California Resource Recovery Association. And uh, we have a lot of questions for you. So Tracy, tell us about yourself and CRA, please. Sure. Well, um, I've been in the solid waste industry for over 27 years now. I started working for a garbage company years ago, uh, shifted in working for the San Mateo County, um, and then I've been consulting for the last um, 15 years. And I've had the pleasure of being on the California Resource Recovery Association board for nine years was an advisor for a couple of years. And when we lost our executive director, I think it's been almost four years now, um, the board asked me to step in as an interim to help put our conference on, which I'll talk about a little bit later, um, as well as be able to help hire a new executive director. And through surveys and other discussion with the board, they wanted to keep me. So I'm actually a contracted executive director um, for the CRA. And I have to say, it's probably one of my favorite things to do for my job. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about CRA. What is their mission? Uh, what is their main impact to the community? And, uh, uh, you know, uh, how long, I, you know, I forget how long it's been around, but yeah, please tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So um, CRA has actually been around since 1970, started as a grassroots nonprofit. Um, it's actually the first and largest nonprofit recycling organization in the U.S. A lot of other state um, states have organizations like ours, but we have over 750 members and over 60 sponsors um, and um, have an amazing three-day conference every year, which is our number one fundraiser. Um, CRA is a 501c3 organization. It is dedicated to achieving environmental sustainability in and beyond California through zero waste strategies. Um, and that includes product stewardship, waste prevention, reuse, recycling, and compost. So looking at that, that triangle and the hierarchy of what's the best thing to do with our materials and, and, and that's us. And I would say um, what's interesting about our organization is that we do not do any lobbying. A lot of state organizations take that role. We have some amazing organizations like California Against Waste and the California Product Stewardship Council who would, they do lobbying and uh, we're um, actually reciprocal partners. So we support them in writing letters and things like that, but we actually mm -hmm. don't have a lobbyist. Our sole mission is to educate and help our members through whatever they need at the time. And um, Senate Bill 1383, which is solely on keeping organics out of the landfill. That right now is a critical mission for everybody. And so we put on trainings, webinars, um, as well as our conference and all the content that goes into it and helping educate and um, 
just really help um, our members maintain what they're doing, learning from each other and, and finding different unique ways to support them. Thank you. Uh, Lauren, what do you got for Tracy? Yeah, Tracy, I'm kind of interested in, like, how did you initially, um, you know, become so involved in CRRA? And kind of like, what kind of led up to today, kind of where you are today? (laughs) Well, um, you know, I think uh, when you first get into the solid waste industry, you're looking for networking, um, being able to find friends who can help you out, other colleagues. And so I actually joined as a volunteer to help with um, the conference. And gosh, this is probably going 15 years ago. Um, So I just volunteered uh, on some conference committees and went to the conference and realized that this organization has so much to offer um, in learning. So like young professionals, um, for them to really learn and understand our industry and then networking as a consultant, being able to find those clients going to conferences. So it really had everything involved. And after being on the conference committee for that year, um, a board position came open. Um, We have nine board members. Um, There's three in Southern California, three in Central California, and three in Northern California. And they get three-year terms as well, and then they kind of rotate. And so um, I actually won the Central District election, so I was able to be on the board for three years, and I was reelected three times, so I was on the board nine years. And the reason I stayed is I felt like, you know, when we first started, it was very much a working board. We didn't really have staff, and so we had to do everything, and as we were progressing through the nine years I was on the board, we uh, kind of the cart before the horse, we really didn't have money for an executive director, but we knew we needed it. And we really wanted to focus on that person fundraising money to really grow our organization. We realized we needed the executive director, but we didn't have the money for it. But if we didn't hire him, we weren't going to get where we needed. So <laughs> we, we jumped off the cliff and decided we're going to go for it. And that was probably, I want to say it was probably like, uh, five years into my term. And uh, and then from there, we just, we have a couple staff, um, we have a lot of contractors, and we are just a well-oiled machine now where the board is more of an administrative advisory role, um, not so much the working board. So we have board meetings now instead of every month, we have them every other month. And they um, talk about like critical issues, um, you know, be it contracts or the conference or other things that they need to talk about financials. Uh, But we actually as staff do all the work. So um, it's kind of been a long history of CRA. um, But I I would say the first year of volunteering was the most amazing time and me recognizing this is an organization where the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And it's why I've kind of stuck around. And so now it's like amazing being able to work with incredible people on the board, our advisors. We have six advisors as well as staff and um, the membership and coming up with really amazing content and kind of driving us to that next level. We're, we're aiming for a thousand members. So we'll see if we get there. Um, but we're, we're actually in an amazing uh, situation to be able to accomplish that. Thank you, uh, Tracy. You know, Thank you mentioned, you. A, yeah, you mentioned a couple of things there that were very interesting. And uh, about HB 1383, that law seems to be have 
turn everything upside down and all the different things, the ways, right? And uh, what has been, and you touched a little bit about it earlier, but what has been the impact of the law on uh, on the organization? And I know, I mean, being part of a couple of the uh, technical councils, uh, uh, councils, and thank you for uh, the invitation a few years ago to be part of them, uh, Edible Food Recovery and the local uh, agency one. I've been able to meet a lot of great people and, and uh, learn a lot, definitely. I will recommend that part. Get involved, like you were saying, uh, in any way you can. What what kind of impact have you seen? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you see a lot of initiatives and laws come and go, and you know they they become the law that you know what's everybody's talking about, and then they fade out type of thing. But this one is going to be around for for a little bit longer. Uh, what kind of impact do you think have have happened and or it has done to the organization? Well, it's crazy because um, when Senate Bill 1383 kind of came into play, uh, we had five or six years. Um, I think nobody really thought it was going to have the big impact that it did. Um, we've got other bills, Assembly Bill um, 1826, um, which is keep you know organics, basically recycling organics, as well as um, uh, AB 383, which is the recycling one. And uh, and so those didn't have any teeth to it. And so SB 1383 has a huge enforcement component, which, and then the, the amount and the volume of things that our collection companies and our municipalities, municipalities have to manage is just, I've never been a part of anything so big before. And it's not just one thing. They have an edible food recovery component, as you know, which is huge. And now you're asking solid waste professionals to deal with food recovery, which we've never had to deal with before because they usually put it in the organics container. So there's a huge learning curve there. Um, and the opportunity of bringing in amazing people like yourselves who are experts who can help us figure out how to work with municipalities and collection companies to get the programs going. Um, but there's also the route reviews, facility audits, making sure that all the containers are uh, certain colors, like the amount of um, in, uh, requirements in these regulations is unprecedented. And so how uh, it has affected our members is everybody's trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. Um, it it's costs a lot of money. So trying not to recreate and be able to use resources, be it, you know, outreach, um, letters, um, things like that. Um, so so where a CRA comes in, is uh, we recognize the value being the educational organization and the networking is we're bringing people together um, to be able to work with each other. So as an example, we had a three-day uh, SB 1383 conference. Our conference is usually, our annual conference is usually in the summer. And this, we actually um, had this about a year and a half ago. I guess it's almost two years ago now. Um, and it was in February. And the reason mm -hmm. of the importance is the regs had just been um, in the process of being passed. And we really wanted to make sure that we can bring people in who are already implementing so that we can have this shared conversation to help our members. And then we also put it together as a forum so that everybody could share contact information. And if they really mm -hmm. liked a program that they heard about, they would call them. So, so um, 1383 has had a significant impact now or two years 
gosh, maybe it just seems like it's forever. It seems like it's been five years, but uh, this last year in particular, uh, it started effective January 1st of this last year. And uh, the enforcement doesn't happen for another couple of years. I think 2024 for most of it, but, but there's still Cal recycle um, is coming down from the state saying you have to have these things. And so there's a lot of panic. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> figuring out how to be able to move forward in an economical fashion while still meeting mandates. Um, which is really tough for our members. But I, I think overall, um, Cal Recycle has been really helpful. They've had a lot of webinars. Uh, we've posted that for our, our members to be able to attend. Um, a lot of the conference content is around 1383. And then we also had some other webinars um, throughout the last two years. So really just trying to make sure that everybody is not only just well-informed, but working together, sharing resources. Um, and really like the beauty of CRI is the networking and the educational part. And so we just really are trying to support our members through that. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of years with 1383 before enforcement, because there's a lot of cities that are in compliance and there are a lot of mm -hmm. cities that are working towards it. And there are a lot of cities that aren't even close. Um, and so uh, I think that the next couple of years is going to be telling and and uh, hopefully we can help everyone be a little more <laughs> in compliance as we move forward. Wow, I, I know it's going to be kind of a headache. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. I, I think, like, I could go on it. We could have yeah. one podcast just on 1383. We'll probably a couple for yeah. different topics for sure. But um, I, you know, I think that the fact that they've added in the edible food recovery component is mm -hmm. huge because, you know, there's so much, uh, many people that um, are food insecure. And so I think it's a beautiful partnership. Um, and I think people are excited to do it. It's just working with organizations like Loaves and Fishes to be able to help us figure out, are we doing it right? And how can we find the right matches and donors and all of that? So we appreciate all the work that you do. And you would mentioned uh, the technical councils. So CRA has 12 technical councils and we they're they're specific to um, areas that people just really want to focus on members want to focus on so construction demolition K through 12 schools we have a, a, a collegiate colleges um, TC um, and we also have and so anyways our most recent is the edible food recovery TC and we started that two years ago and it was um, really amazing uh, the the um, outpour of people from such different parts of the industry that have never really been a part of the solid waste group necessarily, um, but all of the, the, the kitchens and the, you know, the different organizations um, pulling together. So that technical council by far has been the most active and most popular uh, and providing the most uh, I think useful um, materials, templates and content and things like that. Um, and Mauricio, I know you were on that for a long time and I really appreciate everyone volunteering their time for that yeah. because uh, you guys are, you guys are dynamos. It's been incredible. And, and it's the one TC. Um, well, there's a, there's a handful of others that have been very, very busy with 1383 stuff as well. We have an organics council and they're doing really mm -hmm. amazing work as well. We have a construction demolition council and um, crazily, you know, wood is a part of the organic stuff. So it kind of touches all of our title councils, but just a, a special shout out for the edible food recovery technical council because you guys just rocked it and are doing amazing amazing stuff thank you i appreciate thank you. the uh kudos yeah <laughs> <laughs>
So um, I was also going to ask, I mean, what what other initiatives are um, or is are you or um, CRA, um, I guess, working on to kind of increase the membership and outreach? Yeah, well, we have a couple of committees that we um, board members are part of and, and actually members can be a part of as well. We love when members are part of it. Um, and membership is one of them. Um, it used to be our development and communications committee, but we just changed it to membership moving forward because really that's one of our biggest goals is to make sure that we maintain membership, but also give them what they want that will help them uh, stay with CRA. Um, and and this, this committee has been very active. So over the last year, year and a half, we've just uh, started a diversity, uh, inclusion, equity um, program. Uh, well, I won't say program, but we've worked with a consultant to help us. We want to put a plan in place to make sure that we're really addressing um I think a very unique situation with our industry and making sure that it's more diverse. And so anyways, we do have a a RFP, a request for proposals out um, to find another um, consultant to help us, a a diversity expert. Um, We have half the plan uh, ready to go and we're looking to continue on as anybody knows with um, diversity uh, initiatives, it's, an ongoing thing. You never stop. So we're just continually building on that. So that's something that we're very proud of and excited about. And and it's not just making sure that our board or our membership is diverse, but really to be able to help our um, our members be able to go back to their jobs and understand that they're doing the right thing. So part of what we really want to do is be able to offer webinars or things to help inform the members so that when they go back to work, they can go, hey, I learned this and this could be really helpful for my job as well. So I think that's probably one of the biggest initiatives that we're starting. Um, Something that is kind of a staple for us now that was an initiative a few years ago is we partnered with the Solid Waste Association of North America, SWANA, and we have a zero waste certification program. Um, And we um, it, we probably had just through CRRA alone, we probably had like 300 students over the last couple of years. Um, we used to do them in person and um, we started, I think it's been five years now that we've been doing them. Uh, we started doing them um, on, you know, via webinar virtual since COVID. And we've actually had more people want to do that because then they don't have to travel. And it's only four hours a day for five days instead of three full packed days. So that's been great. Another revenue stream for us. And it's been fabulous having a partnership with SWANA. Um, They do amazing work as well. Um, And then uh, the other thing is we are actually looking to add a new technical council specific to 1383. We haven't fleshed out what that will look like. Um, We want to make sure it's useful. Um, So that's something else that we're looking at. And then similarly, we had some staffing changes this year. So we are looking to um, bring on, well, she actually helped us as a contractor for with our conference of this summer. So she'll be coming on um, as a more full-time contracted position for the conference. Um, and then this last year we did promote um, one of our staff members to be director of administrations, which is great. And we're looking to also in the next couple of months, hire um, somebody to help with administration side of things. So, so those move I think um, are pretty critical. And then additionally, we do have some funds that we want to invest as a uh, nonprofit. We get the beauty of investing and making some money and not having to pay the taxes on it. So we kind of want to be able to 
capitalize on that. So that's another initiative this next year. Um, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that I am forgetting because I feel like every board <laughs> meeting we have these full packets of, uh, of work, you know, trying to figure things out. But um, yeah, I think those are probably the top ones that we've recently either started or are continuing on for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you mentioned a lot of different things and you already kind of touched on this, but, you know, why would somebody and, and the uh, beauty of, of, of CRA, which I kind of like, is statewide, right? We have members from every corner of the state and pretty much every industry. So uh, it brings a lot of different perspectives and points of view, because as we we found out food recovery is different in Southern California than it is in Northern California, right? And even by city from city, you know, and it's one of those things that it makes the implementation of like ESG 1383 so hard and, and, and everything. So that's what I appreciated so much about being able to be in some of the, thank you, council. You, can, you hear perspective and ideas and, and problems and solutions and best practices from different uh, areas, right? And, you know, so you understand you're not really in a silo uh, in a way in a lot of these problems. So we will to run. So kind of with that in mind, you know, and you touched on it again, but why would people should join? Uh, is there, uh, and maybe somebody doesn't have the ability to join because you know they don't have the money and stuff like that. What are some of those things available for for organizations, for nonprofit, or the things to join? And again, why why uh, why join? I mean, you kind of mentioned already, but you know, give us a little more on that. Yeah, I think whenever anyone's looking at organization, uh, they always ask that same question: like, what's What's in it for me, right? Um, and I would say uh, our membership fees were $200 um, a year, which is pretty inexpensive for most. We do have a nonprofit rate of 100 and we have free student memberships as well. So there are economical ways to be able to join. Um, we do have a scholarship program. So if you are new to CRA, you can submit an application and we can give you a free membership for a year so you can check it out. So there's ways to be able to see like, is this a good value for me? Um, as far as the why join, um, <laughs> I think you need to come to one conference to really understand. <laughs> it's like a family, you know, when we and it's been two years since we had our conference in person. And it was amazing because we're all getting together, having these conversations. Um, it's not just about the work. It's the personal relationships. And um, I don't know about you, but I could talk shop all day. <laughs> and so it's like three and a half days of being able to do that is pretty amazing and it's those relationships and the connections and the content that you get that really help you with your job um, one of the things i forgot to mention uh, we are looking to start a young professionals mentorship program we sent out a survey and what we're hoping to do is find mentors and find young professionals and be able to match them up according to what the young professionals are really looking for um, and that should hopefully build our membership but i think mm -hmm. more in importantly, it's not for us, it's really not about how many members do we have or how much money are we making? It's really more making sure that we have um, added value for our members so that they do want to participate and that they get a lot out of it. I don't like going to conferences or joining associations when you feel like you're just paying for 
you know, the membership, but you don't get any value. So we're always trying to look for different ways of value ads. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that comes from our membership. They're like, Hey, why don't you consider X, Y, or Z? We're like, Hey, that's a good idea. Let's, let's try that. And then similarly, when we do webinars, like we don't charge for them to members, but we charge like a small fee for Mm non-members. So just really kind of driving home, uh, being able to have that value add for our members. Um, And then the other thing I would say too, is we have a lot of partnerships. They're called, Mm -hmm. you know, reciprocal partnerships. So there's no money being passed between the two organizations, but it's really, um, we find other values and benefits of supporting each other. So as an example, California Against Waste, they're a a reciprocal partner and we usually give them one of our, um, one or two of our conference registrations. And they, in turn, we get to go to their birthday bash and help support them. Um, and then any newsletters or whatever, our logos are on each other's things and websites. And same with the California Product Stewardship Council and NSAC, um, which is Heidi Sandberg's National uh, Stewart Partnership um, Association. And then we have one with uh, the Container Recycling Institute um, and Key California Beautiful. So we've got some amazing reciprocal partners. And as part of that, um, you re- you also have the benefit of being able to see what they're up to as well. And then lastly, the National Recycling Coalition, uh, because we pay $1,500 a year as a membership fee, uh, CRA members are automatically a part of that. And so they have um, conferences as well, as well as other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of fun. So, I mean, all in all, why join CRA? Um, I would join it for the people because I think they're amazing. <laughs> I would join it for the the content and the education component because you learn a lot. Um, but I would also uh, join it because sometimes you save money on webinars and stuff too. So it's kind of like all of that combined. Thank you, appreciate it. You know, there was one thing that we didn't touch uh, base and that is the, uh, I'm trying to remember the whole uh, that. So the, certification available through CRA and SWANA. So to be a certified practitioner in zero waste principles and practices. I was trying to find the whole place. So I thought that was a great way to kind of also learn about a lot of things going on on the industry. Uh, can anybody that is not a member of CRA take this or do you have to be a member? And also, uh, you know, why would you recommend it? Yeah. So, um, yes, anybody can take it. We have a CRA member rate and a non-member rate. Um, and the class, uh, you pay extra if you want to take the exam. And if you take the exam, you get a certification through SWANA. Um, mm-hmm. And you can also get the continuing uh, education units, the CEUs. Um, we actually do have a class being taught in January, January 30th through February 3rd. So if anybody's interested, they can log in. We also have, we'll have one in May and in August. Mm-hmm. We avoid our conference because we ever, we actually want people to go to the sessions and not be stuck in a classroom because it's a, it's a really intense course. So why, why should you take it? So CRA years ago received a grant from the EPA to be able to build their own certification program. We worked very closely with Santa Monica College and we had multiple, multiple, it wasn't just zero waste. It was also um, on different like collections and outreach and other whatnot classes. 
And um, and after the grant was gone, we realized that uh, we really wanted to stay focused on one class and that partnering with SWANA uh, worked really, really well because we have a lot of SWANA members who come to the CRA certification course as well. Um, and so uh, I actually was a part of the process where I was um, the very first train the trainers. So as soon as the content was finished, we flew to Washington, D.C. and spent a week going through it all and figuring out, like, is this content? Do we need to make any last minute changes? How are we going to teach it? What's really the common messages in each one of the chapters? And um, it is an incredible, incredible training. It literally this one course, you could, should probably take each chapter and have a course on its own. You start out with what is zero waste? What's in your waste stream? Upstream, midstream, downstream. It talks about organics and collections, um, uh, outreach and um, you know the public education outreach and community-based social marketing, behavior change, like how to do that. And then also talks about finances and contracts. So it's kind of like this huge breadth of knowledge that you're getting. And CRA, what we do, is, and this is the beauty, it's really nice to be in person to meet people, but you mm -hmm. usually can only afford one or two instructors. And with this course, we ask you to have at least two instructors because it's a lot of content um, to go through. Uh, but the nice thing about having it virtual is we have five amazing instructors that are very uh, specific and expert to certain chapters. So it's nice because then you get different voices, different perspective, different expertises. And um, and what I love most, and, and you could tell some of the classes are a little more <laughs> quiet than others, but what I love most, and you know more so because you took it, but um, what I loved most was the fact that uh, you really get involved with conversation. So even though the content is national, our instructors bring it home to what's going on in California. And then we're able to have this dialogue with the students and the students, they range from six weeks in the solid waste industry to being in the industry 25 years. So um, it's really great because uh, I think the more conversations you have over the content, the, uh, the more you learn, uh, the more you retain and uh, the more you take away from the course. So I love the course. Uh, we're in the process of this next year going to be uh, revamping the course. I will work with Swana on that. Um, and really the revamping will be just updating case studies, making sure the numbers are still, um, you know, appropriate for, um, for the content that we have in there. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. Both uh, Gary Liss and Ruth Abbey, who are staples to CRA and Zero and Rick Anthony, Zero Waste um, people, um, Gary and Ruth did take the course and they should be teaching it. <laughs> but that's another <laughs> subject I'll have to have a conversation with them about. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, took, it. I took the course um, just this past uh, September and I, I agree. I think you know, it's, I'm fairly new and kind of the, um, you know, with CRA and, and, uh, uh, but, you know, even then it was just so great just learning, you know, so much new material. And um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend. So yeah, shout out to that as well. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the one yeah. downside is that we have so many students going through that um, 
we as instructors, you don't have that face to face because a lot of people keep their cameras off. And mm-hmm. so it's uh, I think that's one of the beauty of having it in person is uh, being able to see everybody. But um, <laughs> the engagement is just different. I feel like it's different virtual. So thank you for the shout out. Uh, it is a tough class, isn't it? It's a lot of content, but it's amazing. it is a lot of content. Yeah, but it is. Um, yeah, it's super valuable. And I, I definitely recommend it to anyone who's interested. So. Um, yeah, that kind of leads me to my next question. I was interested in, you know, how I know there's a CRA website. Um, is there any other social media or, it, you know, how can how can people sort of learn more uh, about CRA? Yeah. So this year, I think we bit off of more than we could chew with our in-person conference and it was a hybrid. So people could call into the live stream or show up in person, which is the first time we've ever done it before. Uh, and it worked out pretty well. We had a few glitches the first day, but it uh, worked out pretty well. Um, yeah, so, um, oh my gosh. And I just blanked on the question that you were just asking. Usually I write all this stuff. Would say it no, again. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, I was just asking about the CRA website, if there's any social media where people can um, kind of learn more uh, about CRA specifically. Yeah, so um, it's interesting enough, with, and this is why I was mentioning uh, we bit off more than we could chew, is that we had the hybrid, which is a whole different kind of ball of wax when we were uh, working on getting the conference up and running. At the same time, we decided it was a perfect time to launch our new website at the conference. <laughs> so it was a little stressful the few months before, but we do have a new look on our website, which we love. And we've kind of streamlined it because we had a lot of stuff from like, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, conference pictures and stuff like that. So um, so the conference website or the CRI website uh, is beautiful and it looks really, really great. Um, so marketing is an area that has always been um, not a strong suit, I will say. Uh, and it's usually because you need one person to really stay dedicated on the messages and, and posting and all of that. And so this year, this last year, we hired a marketing outreach person, uh, contractor, and he was helping us. He helped with the website. He was helping us with sending out messages and stuff. And ironically, this week we're meeting to discuss what is our marketing strategy for 2023? We've never had a marketing strategy. So um, this next year, um, we have a board retreat in January, middle of January. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is what do you all want to see in our marketing efforts? Because we recognize that we kind of fall short in that mm-hmm. area. We do have a Facebook page. Um and we have an Instagram page as well. Um, and so the activities on there are primarily from our members. We also have, it's called Mobilize IO. Um, when they got rid of um, the listservs, I think it was Google listserv or whatever the Yahoo listserv that they got rid of, um, we never really had any other way for our members to talk to each other. So we started Mobilize IO and within like a month of signing up on that, we had like 600 people, almost all of our members participate. And that is a really great way to get like your programs out there. Or if you have questions and you can ask each other or the other members of what's going on. And so I feel like that is probably a really great way. It's not necessarily marketing CRA per se, but it's a value add and mm-hmm. then others can market their programs and kind of learn from each other. But the marketing thing, yeah, we should have another conversation in a couple months because <laughs> we'll actually have a marketing plan put in place now that we have a marketing person. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. 
So the website is still the same uh, uh, domain that used to be the www.cra.org, right? So it's it's actually .com. Yeah, .com. CR. Yeah, now and, you're making me, yeah, CRA.com. I'm like, yes, like CRA.org, I think, goes to like the Connecticut. So it's something different. Okay. It's .org, CRA.com, sorry. .com. We're going to get it all messed up here. We'll put it in the bio. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be in the bio as part of the description of some of what we talked about today. Any other links or anything like that that you would like to share or mention any other websites that we will also put in the bio. So when the uh, listeners are, are going through this, yeah. they can just click on it and, and go to that. That sounds great. Yeah, I can send that to you. Um, you can also just Google California Resource Recovery Association. It will pop up. Um, and from our website, all of the technical councils have websites as well um, or uh, pages. So if you're interested in any of the technical councils, you can look that up on there and then you can go to their web pages as well. And I think as far as links, starting there, because we pretty much put everything that we go to um, from there. So I think that would be good. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for promoting yeah. us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, Lauren, do you have any last questions for Tracy? I don't think so. Uh, I think you covered pretty much, pretty <laughs> much everything. I, I don't know. Mauricio, do you have any, any questions? I, I don't, uh, but before we, uh, wrap up the, uh, the podcast, Tracy, any last words, anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like, you'd like to share uh, about, you know, uh, what's going on with CRA or any last shout outs? Well, I would say we just launched our call for papers or call for speakers, uh, however you want to refer it to for our conference. So that is open. If you go to our website, you will notice an area where you can click on and actually submit an abstract if you want to speak at our conference. They will close um, the middle of January. So everybody usually waits to the very last minute. But if you're a proactive sort, I would get out there now um, and you can submit a panel or just um, you could submit something that you want to speak on your own. So we really encourage it. We always have like 120 abstracts and only we're able to accept like 65, but the content is amazing. So um, definitely I would recommend and encourage doing that. If you know of any really good diversity experts, uh, consultants <laughs> that can help us, that is also on the website or RFP uh, and we will be eternally grateful of finding a really good um group to help us move that forward as well. Um, oh, and one other big thing, which <laughs> probably doesn't seem like a very big thing, but for us, it is, we have to change our address. Um, we have a, an, a physical address with a PO box through uh, UPS and they're closing that office and moving. So we now are moving from Sacramento to West Sacramento post office, but our, UPS post office box. So um, if you're sending us anything, make sure you look on the website. That's all been updated, but that's always kind of a pain. And I just want to get the word out there that we do have a new address now. <laughs> Never a dull moment. All right. And then we just really appreciate everything that you guys do. Lopes and Fishes is just an amazing asset for the community. You do incredible work. And I just want to thank you guys for all that you do. Appreciate you having me on the on the podcast. But really, uh, I, I'm thinking that you guys need to be putting some stuff on, on our website, right? Because of the work that you do. So, well, so thanks for your time and just doing amazing work. Really appreciate you. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you for your time. 
Thanks for yeah. being here. On, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry, we, no, no, no. You're like I said that we talked to each other all the time. No, like Lauren mentioned. Uh. <laughs> thank you so much about everything and being here with us and taking some of your uh, busy time. You're a busy person. And uh, we all are. <laughs> we all are. Exactly. You know, just a, fa a fun fact. Tracy and I went to school together at San Jose State. Uh, we knew of each other, but yeah, we, we crossed paths back in the 8990. Oh my God. I just, I just aged us. Um, but it, <laughs> it is yeah. kind of funny when you find a friend who you knew at San Jose State is yeah. Facebook friends with Mauricio, and you're like, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our fraternity, you suffer her sorority. So, anyhow, just kind of fun fact here at the end. And wow. uh, yes, he was, uh, so she's really good friends with uh, some of my fraternity brothers. So, uh, but yeah, that was kind of a fun fact to kind of, you know, it's like, wait a minute, it's a small world after all. But with that said, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah I'm going to, I want to thank Cali PA, our sponsor for this uh, podcast with other support. We will not be able to do this. And to everybody that listens to us, please follow us, download our episodes. Thank you for your support. And until the next episode, uh, ciao.